0: are live. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode number four of the Tummy Whisper podcast. Today we're going to make it nice and simple. We're going to dial it back. We're going to talk about food triggers. So for those of you that are like, oh yeah, I may have some of those. For those of you who don't know what food triggers are, there are certain foods that you may be eating that could be causing some crazy symptoms. And those symptoms can be anything from Feel it, that feeling of just full all the time or always hungry. Do you ever eat, you know how like after Thanksgiving, you're like so full, but you could probably eat more? It's what like after that? I eat Chinese
1: food. Every time you eat Chinese food, you're hungry an hour later. What is yes,
0: that? Yes, yes, exactly. Part of that is there's an air traffic control center in the brain called the hypothalamus that is actually sending the messages to the tongue. to be like, hey, Janine, like we need a little bit more Kung Pao over here. <laughs> Or a fortune cookie with like money in it or something. But certain foods will cause any kind of symptoms. Again, we just talked about being too hungry, being overly full, having the appetite be erratic to digestive dramas, gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, heartburn, just horrific, horrible bowel issues, nausea. That feeling where you just throat, this kind of like height, those are the tight feeling in the throat definitely can come from certain foods. So I wanted to just throw that out there for everybody and say, hey, there are so many times that something that you may be eating could be a big part of why you're feeling crappy or not feeling great or your bowel is running too slow or running too fast or you feel bloated after a meal or you feel bloated in between meals, or you feel bloated first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, why would that be? I could definitely blame peanuts and peanut butter. So those of you that are listening, if you would love peanut butter as a snack, which he does, oh, Janine, every time I do these, she's covering her eyes. She's, oh my God. It's like a food group for me.
1: No, Renee, seriously, peanut butter is a food group. (laughs)
0: I understand for every, my husband too. He And I had to take it away from him lovingly. And like, he had to do it himself actually because his symptoms, right? His horrible symptoms. We dial it back and he put it in again and eh. Sheena footer is okay for some people. It It is, but for some people, it's not. So if you ever feel throat issues, tingly, bloated, it could also cause sleep issues nuts and peanuts I'm picking on them but they are something to look at what do you replace peanuts and nuts with sunflower seeds or maybe pumpkin seeds or like macadamia nut is a lower histamine nut when eaten in moderation and here's another thing you know what's moderation Janine your moderation is different than my moderation like my you probably have more wiggle room With your body than I do with mine. I really can't mess around in the middle of spring when the histamines are skyrocketing in the air and my body's, okay, you better dial it back girl. But in the wintertime when there's not a lot of histamines and airborne allergens, I can maybe have a little peanut butter without too much of an issue. So again, talking to you guys about what these food triggers are there, and there's a million of them, and they can all relate to your particular symptoms. So it, like I said, even just peanut butter alone can cause throat stuff, feeling of nausea, that which is a histamine response, bloating, gas, slow the ball down, run the ball 90 miles an hour, depending on what your body, how your body processes or doesn't. Can you have a little spoonful from time to time? Probably. I put a little spoonful Renee
1: in my my oatmeal in the morning and I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like do you you probably don't feel bad? Like you don't feel like it closes your throat. Or yeah. Or it causes you horrible gas. No. Or bloating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My husband would argue.
1: He thinks everything causes gas. I don't know what to tell you there. But (laughs) that's a guy
0: thing. I think guys and gas they're like it's always a total. But yeah, and then Again, I just want to make it really simple today. I want to just talk about these foods that could be a quick, easy snack. What would you do for a snack if peanuts are an issue? There's a lot of different choices. You can have maybe a rice cake and some hummus, or if you're wanting something sweet, a rice cake with some sunflower seed butter and a little like raspberry jam. In fact, I had that last night when I got home from, Mm. from doggy trick class, which by the way, Rook can now speak and roll over. (laughs) It's so cute. I'll have to send it to you. He's like a show my dog. Guy.
1: He really is a show oh, dog.
0: He, far from it, but he is my guy. <laughs> so cute. My little beagle. But yes, so that could be a sweet, a nice sweet snack. If you want something savory, you can do like some seed crackers with some hummus or seed crackers with a little guac if you're not real sensitive to guac, which is another food that's a little high in histamine, cause some issues. Avocados. Avocados. Really? Yeah. They can't, you know, avocados are one of those things that I think people, when I work with people and they're, we're talk, I'm talking to them about gluten, they're like, oh, I can hear it in their voice. But I t- mentioned avocados a little like, it's like I ran over their dog or their child. <laughs> avocados are so yummy and everybody loves them. I would say less is more with avocados if you have digestive issues. And it doesn't matter if you have a histamine issue or not. But avocados are one of those things you don't want to eat them overly, right? You don't want to eat them every day if you have digestive issues and you don't want to eat them a large amount of them. So like for me, I could tolerate a small, a whole small one, a couple of times a week or half of a large one, a couple of times a week, that overly ripe. If they're sitting in the fridge for three or four days, they're done. Just like people that make banana bread, they always do the overly ripe bananas. The longer the bananas are sitting, the more histamine-y they become and they can create more more symptoms you were going to say something like, yeah
1: what are the biggest food triggers it's different for everyone but what are like the main ones mm. that like peanuts i'm sure would be like a big one for a peanuts lot of peanuts can
0: be for the people that come across my desk not dairy and a lot of people too know that too but it's you need a 12 step for dairy because who i even then i'm leaving class and i'm like god i would love to have a culvert shake it's ah. cold and creamy it's hot as hell yesterday and I didn't I came home and I had some fruit and I was like oh this is perfect and it was fine after I got over myself but dairy is one of those can be I don't think I don't think anybody can really tolerate dairy I think people convince themselves that they can because Mm -hmm. they don't die when they eat it but the cow protein molecule is large very large. And as our human DNA structure, I don't feel like we recognize it as well as maybe a baby calf would. We're the only species that drinks another species milk. No other species do that. Yeah, it's a little um, bizarre.
1: And I look back on my life and think, (laughs) my parents' generation, you had to have a glass of milk with your dinner. Milk
0: with your meal. It's so gross.
1: And all the hormones and all the stuff. It's like, why would I choose? Like, why are you shoving another animal's milk in my digestive system? Why well, I don't understand it,
0: not even the hormones. There's pus and blood in dairy because those cows are old, oh, their poor udders are torn. If you really look at the way milk dairy is processed, there's blood, there's pus oh. in there. You're drinking pus and blood. The first time I ever said it to mercy was like, He stopped. And that's my nice way of being like, You really want to eat dairy? But you know, when it's like frozen custard form, you're not even thinking about it at all. Because once in a while, I will do a culprit and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know
1: myself. (laughs) Renee, that's, I don't think I'll ever eat dairy again. So thank you for that. I,
0: Congratulations. Job well done on my part. Do you
1: not, do you, are you like dairy free? Look at me. I'm like messing with my hair today. Are you like completely dairy free?
0: Like 99.99999. If I have dairy, it's maybe once in a blue moon. I really, I can't though, because I have thyroid issues and dairy can bitch slap the thyroid. So for you, and ladies and gentlemen who have thyroid issues, definitely watch dairy and gluten's a big one too. But again, people need help rolling out what the gluten-free and dairy-free items are that taste good. I really love the company Veolife, V-I-O-L-I-F-E. They're a whole foods company. And for those of you folks that are listening that don't aren't really near a whole foods, maybe most grocery stores are so nice if you sh- bring a picture of it to the manager that can you order this for me? I've never heard of a grocery store being like we're not going to carry that. Like we'll special order it. Most grocery stores you really want to help. And what do you have in Florida? You have what's your grocery store there?
1: We have a few now. It used to be just Publix and Winn-Dixie and then Albertsons, but Publix. now we've got Sprouts and Aldi oh, and yes. Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. So,
0: Trader Joe's Sprouts, I think, would carry. And Publix's last time I was in Florida, it was when Mark and I got married, but Publix had a lot of gluten free and digger free stuff. And that's already, we're going on like eight. How long are we married? Almost eight years. So I'm sure they carry a lot more, but there's a lot of, the food has come a long way, baby, since three, five, and 10 years ago. And it keeps getting better and better. In fact, I just made German cucumber salad and then German cucumber the other day. And in German cucumber salad, you have to use dairy, like a sour cream. So I was at Woodman's looking around I was like, "I'm going to try this Kite Hill organic, dairy-free sour cream. And it was very good. It was you, know, you mix the cucumbers in there, a little Ooh. salt pepper dill, a little bit of onion, and then I threw it on top of greens, and I put some rolled chicken on it. I need it that was... recipe.
1: I'm going to a potluck barbecue
0: on Saturday. <laughs> Do you I'll, I actually have it pinned, uh, not pinned, but I have it at the top of my Facebook page and I can actually send you a picture of the Kite Hill dairy-free if you want to try it. Like That sounds for amazing. Because like, yes. if you go to that plot and people go, like, oh God, that looks good. I'd love to try it, but I can't have dairy. But like, here you go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, dairy-free. And then, it, then it'll be gone in a matter of seconds.
0: And, and I'm telling you, like I said, the products have come a long way. So back to like how we can handle some of these Food triggers. What are the replacement items? It's always about replacing something too that you're so that you have stuff to eat and that you're not feeling starving and stuck and looking for something like, I can't have that. I can't have that. Oh, I can't have that. What can you have? There's so much to have. Even on a vegetarian diet, there's plenty to eat. And vegans who choose to be vegan for whatever reason, I applaud them. There's still plenty to eat and already dairy free anyway. So what are um, some good they,
1: snacks, Renee, that someone could, if they have like, other than like sunflower seeds, that someone could just or easy, that they could take with them that's portable?
0: Portable. Like, a yeah, so I, I don't love corn so much for people that have an inflamed GI tract, but there's a lot of really good, I wish I could like put them in the chat. I'm going to have, I'll put it in my, actually I'll put them, I'll post them on my Facebook page in this video here so people would see it, but there's a company called Gar. Garden of Eaton. I'll put E-A-T-I-N, it in the chat. How do you
1: spell it? Garden.
0: G-A-R-D-E-N. Garden of Eaton. Like I'm eaton E-A-T-I-N. And they make a delicious gluten-free little chip that's a, like a low oil. And it's like it feels like an air pop chip. And it's made with sweet potato and black rice. And it's like a low histamine. Little snacks. So I love those. Those are good. There's other little chips that you can have. If you want something crunchy and savory, if you want something sweet to take with you. There's a lot of good bars out there. I like the go macro bars. Have you ever heard of those? I've
1: seen them, but I've never had them. Tell us about it. The go
0: macro bars. Oh, I love the go macro bars. There's a heartwarming oatmeal chocolate chip. Oh man, there's there is some sugar in there. So these recommendations definitely are not without something. They can't be this perfect food with zero sugar, although you'll get a lot of that on Facebook, like zero percent zero sugar bars now, but they're all full of nuts. So you got to really watch that mm. if you have a sensitivity nut. So I like the go Macro Bar. I love the company called 88 Acres. 88 Acres makes a nut-free bar that's made with sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, a little brown rice, and dark chocolate little chunks. And when you want something sweet, oh, does that hit the... St- it was really good. 88 acres, dark chocolate sea salt bar. The brownie oh. one is a little hard, so texture-wise, I don't love that one. The dark chocolate sea salt one, though, when you want something sweet, oh, amazing. So go macro, 88 acres. Those are my two faves, my two go-tos. More savory options could be. It's hard with the savory options for to go. But like I'm saying, if you need a little crunchy salt, mm-hmm. and you have like, even like a bag of celery, with the set of those chips, I actually just bought from Amazon, a car cooler that plugs into this, I call it the cigarette lighter, it's what it used to be, (laughs) but plugs into the outlet. And it's a cooler that you don't have to put ice packs in. It's like a little refrigerator cooler. So if you're going on long trips, it works as long as your car is running and it stays cold for up to two hours afterwards, which is nice. So if you're thinking about a lot of my clients travel for their job, how can they have food in the car? Either a cooler or a little to-go cooler. Some chips, some hummus, some vegetables, some fruit to go with your 88-acre bars. What else do we have? If you're at home and you're looking for a snack, I'll take the, I like the company Siete. They make a tortilla that, they make an almond flour tortilla, which I don't do because of enough, but they make a cassava flour tortilla, which Mm. is pretty decent. And they make a garbanzo bean, which is a chickpea flour tortilla. And they roll nice, they don't break. Some of those few tortillas are mm-hmm. they break. So what we'll do is we'll smear a little, like a little avocado on there, or one of the dairy-free dips on there. I'll mm-hmm. put some turkey slices on there with some sprouts or some arugula, and you got a quick roll-up for a snack.
1: That sounds Delicious. fabulous. It's so easy. Good. And
0: you know them. Yeah. And for the people that really have an issue with vegetables, and I know a lot of you out there do, and you wish you could have some vegetables without having to run to the bathroom, there are certain vegetables that may be safe. And if we start rebalancing out the digestive system, you make room for more of the vegetables that you'd love to eat. So again, without good digestive balancers that may be including specific enzymes and things like that to start balancing out the gut, it can make it harder to break your food down. And vegetables alone don't naturally have vegetable digesting enzyme in them they we have to actually add a little bit of vegetable digesting enzyme to break those down and some people need more help with that
1: or people cook their vegetables right so they cook a lot of the fiber doesn't that cook the fiber soften it right
0: yeah they soften it and that's okay that's perfectly fine to do yeah some people do better with the steam cooked vegetables and it's easier on their GI tract than raw I know for me like onions are fine raw, but I definitely feel like they're better. If they're cooked on some level, heated up in whatever dish I'm having. So it just really depends on your particular body. And then that window of tolerance too, of what's not okay now, as you start to break your food down better and start working with the diet, starts to increase over time and increase over time and expand mm. it. We want to start thinking in the mindset of what we can expand to do a little work in the beginning of changing what we can do. And then we work with our threshold. What is our threshold? Can we tolerate a little bit of peanut butter on a cracker or something occasionally? Probably or probably not. Or maybe over time. Yes. Over time, it doesn't bother you because, you know, your diet's cleaned up enough to the point where your body doesn't have to respond.
1: You've given us such great tips. And now I have to rethink my grocery list because I'm always thinking what's easy, what's easy. And that's how I gained 50 pounds because what is easy is to go through a drive-thru or to go to a convenience store at a gas station and maybe grab something, peanut butter and crackers. Yeah, that's my producer. That's David. That's my producer for my show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. But so you could also arm yourself at the store with maybe a different, like a rice cracker or a, a rice cake and grab some sunflower seed butter. There's a company I like called Once Again there's also the regular Sun Butter Company. I do recommend organic. You want to have less of a toxic load going in. I don't know these days if it's truly organic, but I always fantasize that it is because <laughs> you never know what's going on in our food these days. But you can really change it up as long as you're armed in your kitchen. Because if you're armed in your kitchen, guess what? You grab stuff out of the cupboard and you're on, your, on the road and you can take it to your office. It's like a mindset, right?
1: It's the preparation. Yes. And if people really care about their health, they'll make those necessary changes because they know they're gonna feel better when they have
0: them. Not only that, I always tell people, you're already at the grocery store. You're already buying what you like. See if you can find it in a dairy-free option or try to have some fun in exploring something that might be new. And yes, some of the stuff tastes like shit, but a lot of the stuff, right, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of stuff is really more than a pass. It's delicious. I really have been very impressed with how the companies are really taking heed to trying to work with all of our centuries. So
1: true. It makes me rethink everything, Renee. As far as what I'm going to buy, what are some healthier options that I can even keep here at the studio that will be helpful? and. The dairy-free, I think, is a great idea. That recipe about that salad with dairy-free sour cream, I think, is such a great. If MacGyver, if if he hears the word sour cream, he, like, cringes because of IBS and all kinds of issues and lactose intolerance. So, like, for some people, they just avoid eating out in public because they don't know what's in what and they don't want to take the risk and...
0: For sure, for sure. Mark and I are that couple—not Mark so much. It's more me. If we're somewhere, we're both out eyeballing stuff that's on a table. We know this might be okay, or this might be okay, or we might eat before we go and bring something as mm-hmm. a as a peace offering of, here, try this dish," which is stuck in know, we bring a big enough portion of it so that we can eat it and have enough to eat. Or my friend had a birthday party, and uh, I brought gluten-free brownies from Whole Foods, and they were mm-hmm. a hit. Like. Everybody loved, it. they were like ooey, gooey, chewy. And people were like, this is great. Like it was, I got them from Whole foods in the frozen food section. They were good. I don't buy them a lot, but I'm saying there's plenty of stuff. And for MacGyver, he doesn't have to avoid it. He's, like I said, I'll give you some of the recipes and there's it's easy to do. That Kite Hill sour cream, I'll actually take a picture of it and throw it in the chat here. Yum. Um, on Facebook. So you have people, give it a try. It, it even, a try. even do sounds a nice. A herb to it, like Kite Hill. Yeah, Kite Hill is a great company. They make a lot of vegan. They all their stuff is vegan, and they make a lot of stuff with nuts. Be buyer beware if you can't tolerate nuts. You don't want to use their cream cheese and things like that. But Veal Life also makes a like a dairy free cream cheese. It's made from like coconut, a little Mm. bit of potato starch. It's very good. They make it like a cheddar one that uses like that nutritional yeast. The mycelium is made with oat milk. And it's delicious.
1: It's, it's delicious. It's delicious. It goes down easy. It digests well.
0: Yeah. So MacGyver could totally have that because it's dairy free. Is he a smoothie guy?
1: Not really. He's more, he has to eat it. He's like a meat and potatoes guy. <laughs> He's got to like physically eat to feel Physical like chew. it's, I think it's more of a mental thing, but
0: yeah, I'd be happy to send you some recommendations, girl. And like I said, I'll put some in the chat here on Facebook and of my favorite go-tos. And you know, if you get, if you're isn't, I always tell my clients when we start working together, at least buy the stuff and give them a try and see if you like it. That's step one. Buy a few things, see if you like it. You're like, yeah, this is pretty good. Then that's your new tortilla or your new bread or your new cracker. And then if it's like a gas station, you're like, I'm starving. I'm out. Oh my God, what do I do? It's just do the best you can. If you, For many of my clients too, lightening the load, lightening the burden of the inflammatory stuff makes a wild difference too. So for someone like you, Janine, who doesn't feel horrible all the time, you definitely have your level of inflammation that you feel, lightening your load, your toxic load, lightening that digestive burden could be a really big help for you for sure.
1: I love these suggestions, Renee. You are just a plethora of knowledge and every time... (laughs) I am so thankful that I get to be a part of your podcast because I learn as we go. I've learned so much. So I thank you for no, I'm, that.
0: Oh, I'm, you're welcome. It is my joy to give information to people who are struggling and need some help. And I love doing what I do. I think it's just so important for people to have some help and have hmm. somebody to be able to bounce ideas off and give them some direction in whatever way feels comfortable for them. So it's not always about just restriction. And for some people it is, but restriction with trying first, seeing what works, seeing what you like, seeing what that mouthfeel feels. Does it taste good? Does mm. it need a little this? Does it need a little that? Is it a total pass or is it like, oh my God, I'm never going to buy that again. In fact, Mark just threw out a bread that we bought, a gluten-free bread that I bought many months ago. And I was like, oh, we hated it that I had forgotten about. It. I'm like, I saw it in a TikTok video and I was like, oh yeah, that bread, I can try this recipe. And I bought it. And we were eating. I made a sandwiches one night. And we were, he, Mark is so sweet, my husband. He was like, honey, it's pretty good. And I'm like, this tastes all like wet shoes. It's horrible. Like wet good. shoes. It's disgusting. <laughs> wet shoes that have been in like a month, a green river or something. That's thick algae. I mean, it was just horrible. I just was like, there's nothing that can make this taste good. Nothing, no, nothing in the world would make this taste good. And I'm pretty tolerant. So That's what I'm saying. Get stuff to try. See how you do. See how you like it. Buy a few different styles. And if you like it, you're lightening your inflammatory load by having less for your body to have to digest, absorb, and get rid of the cellular waste. Always be thinking in terms of what goes in must come out. What is happening as a result of food not being digested? What's happening as a result of inflammatory food being eaten. So you want to really be as kind to your body as you can and take a little baby step. So take a baby step at the grocery store next time you're there and get some of these things and give them a try and see how you do and let me know.
1: I love it. And I'm going to buy those Go Macro bars. Just I'm going to try everything. We've got the 88 acres in the chat, the Garden of Eaton. Yes. The Go Macro. (laughs) So we put some really good things out there for some suggestions for people. So thank you. For that.
0: You're welcome. And just a caveat on the Go Macro bars, they do have a lot of nut ones, peanut ones. So if you guys are just joining the podcast later, I was being snarky about peanuts and people that have digestive <laughs> issues. So the heartwarming oatmeal one is a good one. There's a sunny berries and cherries one that's mm. delicious on Go Macro. And there's a, a sun butter like cacao one. I'll throw the picture in there of the three safe ones for people that have maybe some bloating and some things around histamines if they're having issue. Why don't for we sure. do a live
1: cooking show too? We could have you like make something. Oh gosh, in. no. Oh gosh, oh, no. God.
0: No, that and, <laughs> no, but I could have a guest on that can do it. There you go. It would be fun to do five minute recipes. Like the prep time is five, 10 minutes and then boom, it's like the cucumber salad. You'll cut the cucumbers, stir in the vegan sour cream, throw some dill in there, a little salt, pepper, like boom, it's done. I put some radishes in there too, just for some Ooh. spice. It was really good. It was good. Yeah. And you can get creative. What you That's what I do in the kitchen for dinner. I'm like, what would go with this? I'm not really, I don't think I'm that creative when it comes to a lot of things. But for palate wise, I feel like that would be good. That would be good. Even when I'm making salads, dipping every time. It's not just your typical carrots and cucumbers. And we make it, can do some, add some fruit in there. If you want to have a little sweet and tart, you can throw some meat in there. If you're not vegetarian, you can have different styles. Like Sometimes I'll even put squash and asparagus in to give it Mm. some weight. There's easy stuff to do it. I guarantee if I didn't have the dog and had to cook the vegetables and little sweet potatoes for him, we probably would starve. So thank God for my dog. (laughs) Thank God for my little winchkins. (laughs) I love it.
1: This has been great, Renee.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Always great to see you, honey. And I'll look forward to seeing everybody next week. In the meantime, everybody Make sure you're chewing your food and drink your water, preferably in between meals. But if you're forgetting, have a little glass on your desk. You can throw a little basil and cucumber in mm. there to make it taste good. good. And then it gives you that sort of summer of refreshing feeling. Walks the citrus, though, for people who bloat a lot. Bye for now. Bye.